down there uh, I was a bit dejected in doing this thing because I felt like hey what's happening now am I losing steam am I losing momentum and honestly I nearly gave up <laughs> you know as, as an artist for me one of the greatest fears that you have is for creating art that no, no one engages with like singing a song nobody listens to or, or creating thing that no, nobody watches. That's how it feels like. <laughs> but then I remembered the purpose of the forecast. <laughs> this is a long-term thing and I, I want people to be able to look back into previous uh, episodes in the early stages because it cost me money. It's, it's not free. <laughs> I've, I've invested money in order for me to get this podcast on as many platforms as I have it currently. It is it, it, quite expensive. I am I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to be facetious as how how much it's cost me it's for the last. Because I believe that the content that we share here is it's valuable. So many people that get too tight with it. So I wanted to start off the episode with like some sort of a public service announcement be able to say, look guys, this is the reason why I've been absent. I am re-energized. It's been a tough, tough period for me. I am not going to lie. It isn't hitting the numbers that I thought it would. And, and maybe I was being quite ambitious. Boldly so. If you know who I am, you know that I'm an ambitious person. I, I believe in punching above my weight. I've been for most of my life and it's something that I continue to do on a daily basis and it's one of those char- character marks that stand out about who I am. <laughs> I think I've faced a lot of adversity to get to who I am. <laughs> it, 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 it's never been easy. Acceptance is one of the things that, that I used to struggle with growing up. And this podcast was me saying Perhaps I'm not alone. So who are the masses? There's so many people like I who who maybe were seemingly born in the wrong area at the right time. You, you see people who just at their age in life that they are more special than you don't any more gifted than you are. It's just they they had access. You know, growing up in the in the rural areas, um, I grew up in the rural area. It was a very small village that I grew up in. Called Panka. 
So, for people, especially in my country, when they think of villages, they have certain things that they think a village is about. And <laughs> I challenge that. Nothing about this is a village. Because the only thing that village people are these slow thinking, illiterate people who are unable to blend in to the broader society. They look at us and, and, and see these incapable people who, who are unable to articulate themselves, who are, who are slow to learn. <laughs> what to be taken advantage of? <laughs> and it could never be me. So I've, I've, I've been, hey, I've been exposed to a lot of things. Grew up in a very rural um, village, man. On the, on the dusty, sandy streets. That's where I grew up. Where there's crowds and cows and chickens and goats and sheep and rivers of witchcraft. Okay. That's 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 where that's where I grew up uh, essentially, and moved into what I am today. Yo, amazing, eh? Started public speaking at a tender age. Of, how old was I? So in two thousand one, I did my very first um, public speech. Um. Sorry, let me cut this music because this is this is one of those episodes, man. I'm just I'm I'm just wanting to vent. So I started public speaking in 2001. I remember my first speech was on the first of December in 2001, and it was televised. That's as much as I've I've heard. I haven't actually seen the episodes myself, but that's how my my 15 minutes of fame came about. Especially in those parts where I'm from, um, and it was on um, eighth day. I remember that on the very same day, my brother, uh, my late brother, had his twenty-first birthday, and it was for me it was such a minor thing because I I, I didn't see the big deal on it. I just stood up in front of a huge crowd. I remember there were delegates. Uh, from the ANC, from uh, WHO, um, there was a, an organization, uh, a non-profit or an NGO called Love Life at the time, and I was there, and there were scores of people um, in tents around, there was a stage, everything was set up, it was proper, and I sh- got up to do my speech. And the initial plan that was set out for me was that I was to read out the speech. So you imagine this village boy who's coming up and then he's going to read. And you can imagine the expectation that I set out. To say, hey, can he even read? <laughs> I think that the main thing was I was that young and the speech was to be done in English. Remember, English probably comes as a as a third additional language at the time, raised by a, a Sepedi-speaking woman and grew up in a Setswada-speaking village. 
and then english will then come afterwards and then obviously your afrikaans and all those other languages so there I was standing in front of these these masses my first encounter with the masses and the day before i lost <laughs> the paper that my mother had written the speech on the paper that i was supposed to read out and i, I don't know what happened all i knew is as a child i was clumsy could have left it somewhere one moment i had it the next i didn't and i remember um going up to my teacher and she said to me are you ready i said yes i'm ready she says where's your, where's your speech i said i don't know she asked me so what are you going to do i said i'm going to want to say the speech <laughs> i am i'm going to all right and we'll see what happens and i got there stood up my short self went up there <laughs> i remember um and then we deep prepping me you know making sure that i'm neat and presentable the fraud of the school <laughs> took me up and i went in and on the stage i was and then there i was i looked at all of them i was only scared when i was waking up but when i laid hands on the podium oh <laughs> something within me ignited and i just knew there and there that i cannot fail i i immediately forgot all my fears walking up my knees were wobbly like hey where am i going i'm i'm feeling things that i never felt before and things that i could not explain at that age there i was thinking what if i go there and i blank out what if they laugh at me this is me taking a walk and it wasn't more than 2 meters to the podium from the uh, staircase and then i got there and then i started speaking speaking about it is an epidemic which is ruining lives which is leaving us orphans which is killing us teenage delinquency and all these things hours and as i made a point <laughs> i would look to my peers if they are there eyes listening they don't hear check <laughs> they don't hear nothing nothing at all <laughs> yeah but this 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 i don't know where it was pride on their faces it was admiration were they inspired i don't know but as i was speaking it began with mummers the beginning of the speech that was in a small voice and then as i went in syllable by syllable it quieted down started with the sh- 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 you know and people are shushing trying to trying to get the details not wanting to miss a single word that this little boy is speaking wanting to know more from him and it was complete silence and then i kept on speaking and i kept on speaking 
I kept on speaking. The more I did it, the more I felt purpose in it. Well, the more I liked it. But then the more frequently I did it growing up, the more I started seeing purpose. That for reasons unbeknownst to me, when I speak, people listen. <laughs> I, I, I don't often do. I often joke around. Maybe it's a misuse of the gift that I've been given. I, I like the sound of laughter growing up. So even now, I always aim to try and, and, and get as much laughter in as I possibly can. So that's what I will normally do. I will, I will be honest with you. What I, what I normally do is avoid having this philosophical, serious discussions in real life. Because I feel like the, the, the world is just filled with so much pain and anguish. And maybe we just need to laugh from time to time. So light-hearted I am. But when I speak, people listen. And growing up, there weren't many platforms. So that was me at seven. Starting to speak. And then, as it progressed, I continued with it. Whenever there was a platform to speak, I would take it. <laughs> because I loved it. Oh, I so loved public speaking. I so loved engaging with people and speaking with people. But you get sidelined. You get being to be given titles of misunderstanding. People start hearing your names, calling you all sorts of things. Cheese boy and all these things. Only based on the perception that people have of you. Not on who you are. I, I was severely misunderstood growing up. But once again, when I spoke, people listened. Elders too. I remember people <laughs> would, would stop me on my way from school or to school. And adults alike would just stop me and marvel at the fact that look at this village kid speaking English fluently. And academically also, oh, I, was, I was much stronger. I was gifted. I was, I was, I was gifted. My, my grades were always in the high 90s. They were, especially from a, from a young age. Even leading up to middle school. All changed in high school. Influence, eh? <laughs> Influence changed and... So did my situation at home. It all changed. But once again, when I spoke, people listened. Just never knew how to get an audience. Just never knew what's, what impact speeches actually have. You know, we derive so much from American culture. Things that we've learned from American history. And one of the most famous speeches, especially that we interact with as black people, is the Martin Luther, I have a dream speech. Okay? 
I have a dream. <laughs> That's one of the most famous speeches. I'm in Africa, but I know bits and pieces of the speech. I know of the speech's impact and existence. But I can't tell you the same about our, our speeches, can I? You know, back then, people would, would, would get on stage and they would speak and they would touch hearts. Because people were, were willing to listen. The attention span of people isn't what it is today. You know, these days, people have the attention span of a hummingbird. Dumb down. We want to keep them something concise because it seems on a daily basis we are, I don't want to say evolving. I want to say evolving, if there's a word. It is? Now it is. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, man. We, we, we are morphing into stupid things. We can't concentrate for long periods. And I don't know whether it's intentional or not. Look at the, the craze of TikTok, of WhatsApp statuses, of Facebook statuses, of Twitter. Okay? These are widely used instant messaging and social media platforms. The video clips, the most popular ones at that, are not no more than 30 seconds. And that's where we find our enjoyment. How often do you log into these social medias and you log in and you don't even engage. You're just witnessing the spectacle of whatever a person has posted. It could be you logging in to have a look at a, at a status, which is people often do it, especially on WhatsApp. You're going to hear people saying, no, I'm just looking at statuses. I'm not actually online. Go figure. You can have... The content isn't even, it doesn't even shake you. It doesn't even grab your attention as, as it used to. Growing up, we had all these accesses. We used to watch these this, this videos, man, on our Motorola V360s. Well, I had a V3 Razor, Nami. <laughs> that was, it was a big deal back when it was until I realized it doesn't have a memory card slot. Yeah, it was slim and sexy and not and not very useful. And the thicker phone, V360, had a memory card slot. So I think you can appreciate where my love for thick things comes from. I was disappointed and in life by the slim things of this world. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm being bodiced. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I digress. When we, we, we were there, there were these videos that you stand out. I remember one of my favorite videos to watch was this um, skit of this guy whose hair was being cut. And the hair clipper was, 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 um, was hurting him. 
and it went something like Edibram Chinoankobato. You see? And then as he continued, he kept on warning the Baba to say, Hey, this thing of yours is hurting me, chief. Ah, the Baba didn't listen, he went on. <laughs> this guy stood up and then gave him a varam club. <laughs> a varam club and said to him, Hey, I told you this thing of yours is hurting me. Why don't you listen? <laughs> And it was my introduction to skit comedy. It, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> and I, got, I can't find if there have been remakes of that video, but you know, memory association, the first time you see something, it, it, it releases something in the brain. I, I don't know, do they call it endorphins? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or is it dopamine? Don't know, don't care. Whatever it is, but it makes you feel good. So when you see something similar to it, it doesn't doesn't quite hit that first high, does it? I think those are dopamine levels. It doesn't give you the same feeling. So I've been looking for it, but I never never actually found it. It's like my memory of of my remembering with DJ Fresh, because I I first learned of him from radio, and people described him as this huge man. Yeah, and when he speaks, how oh, you know, you know, you know, you're expecting this guy is going to be you know, gigantic. And I met him recently. He's my size. He's not big at all. He's not tall. He's my size. And I was like, yo, people always spoke to this guy with such majesty. They made him out to be this this huge bulk of a person. Okay, theater of the mind. What? What they describe and what we see, something totally different. The trace of word usage, associating certain things to certain things. It's, 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 it's a powerful thing, it's a powerful thing. But that's how rumors start. But I digress once again. Our attention spans have been shortened quite significantly, if I may say. You can barely listen to a person speak for an hour. Let alone in church. Let alone anywhere else in a meeting, in a training session. Because we'd rather, much rather be entertained. All we want is a quote here and there. Read it. You know these bumper sticker quotes that we are now often seeing on WhatsApp statuses. Trust me. Those who have my, my, my personal number would have noticed that I don't post as often as I, as I did. Because I posted mostly um, previously. I used to post a lot when I was depressed. When I, when I went through my depression and suicide state. <laughs> I used to post a lot. As a, as a cry out for help. And no one listened. <laughs> the views were there. The views were there. But no one listened. So at the time I felt, what's the point of living when your engagement levels are as low as they are? Honestly, I tried, I did try to commit suicide. 
I did have attempts. I remember there was this one day where I was just dejected and everything seemed well and I was already working. I'm sorry my timeline as is my life is not in order. So please, there there are some thoughts that just lead to others. Bear with me. Bear with me. I'll try to go back to the first point if I do. And I don't even know what I'm going to title this because this is a different episode altogether. <laughs> I I honestly don't know, but I, I think I'm going to enjoy this episode because this is one of those personal episodes and the build a profile as to who I am and maybe will assist you to try and understand how I became what I am today and how I ended up with the views that I that I have. Born different. And that's always been okay. Just didn't know it. It's fine. So, there was this incident that I was at work. And as always, I was as cheerful as I possibly could be. Trying to cheer up the next person. Trying to induce a smile out of a person. Trying to be there. And isn't it funny? All the signs are always there. When a person is trying to be present for everyone. Often it's him just trying to show people that he needs someone to be present for him. In life, generally, I I, I wanted to meet a character similar to me. Not that I'm in love with myself, but to have a true friend, somebody who's able to call me and say, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) I, yay, (laughs) I remember that the first time I was in a relationship, um, then I was I was I was in love with this person. The first time that someone had actually rejected my calls, it was this person. And people often <laughs> made jest and, and 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 made fun and joked of how I was, especially in that. In that dreaded place, Secunda. But they don't understand how many firsts of pain I had. Most of the things that I felt there were the first for me. First time I was betrayed. First time um, I was taken advantage of. First time my love was taken for granted. First time I was disassociated. First time I was sidelined. First time... I was um, backstabbed. Um, first, you know, I'd all those all this, this far too many things that I went through in that place. But I want to speak about this one suicide incident. <laughs> and please don't be triggered. Don't be triggered. So, referring back to the fear of having few tears. It's nothing worse than being at a funeral and counting the people that will cry at your funeral while you're still alive. I used to envision at the time the tears of my daughter. <laughs> um, I didn't picture the tears of my son because I felt he was too young to comprehend what was happening. <laughs> But perhaps he would be. The tears of their mother. The tears of my mother. It 
That were all the tears that I could count. <laughs> and so on this day, there I was, <sighs> having decided that today's the day that I, that I do it. Now, for those of you who know, um, I don't, I'm not a fan of alcohol. I don't actually drink. So on this day, I had made a decision to say, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out drunk, buy a bottle of vodka, whichever was appropriate. I don't know many options because now when I go into a liquor store, I can barely recognize because the things I grew up knowing aren't, aren't on shelf, eh? So I was like, I'm going to get myself a bottle of Smin of 1818. I don't know if that's the best suicide drink. <laughs> oh, I don't know, guys. That, that, was, that was just my thoughts at the time. And I, I was working at a hardware store at the time. So I went in. Um, well, I was, I was on duty already. Um, always left late for reasons not yet not yet revealed to myself. I'm always leaving late. I hope my bosses know. Um, and then I got there. Right. Sharp. Um, buying this rope. And people know, uh, I don't even know if it's safe to say this, but anyone who's been to my place should, should pick up that there's always a rope somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether this thing is happening subconsciously, but even if I go to a new place, I just end up buying a rope. I, I don't know why. So there was, there was this, I bought it, and this cashier, this slender cashier, forgot her name, it's not important. She said, you better not be buying this thing to hang yourself. And I smiled, and, and, and gave her a response, and I walked away, paid and walked away, of course. Don't want to be arrested. And as I checked out, the security asked the same question. What are you doing with the rope? I mean, you don't have a car? You don't have a buggy? Hey, hope you're not trying to kill yourself. They didn't care. I hurt them, but it had no impact on me. People spoke, I didn't listen. And my plan was set in motion. I bought a chair. I mean, my, my apartment didn't actually have anything I could dangle myself off. Um, it's a ground level place. So I couldn't actually hang myself from the, what do you call this thing, the ceiling fan. I'm a heavy set fellow. I, I weigh um, above 100 kgs. So I, I knew that wasn't an option, but I needed the tool get the job done. I mean, I've tried the old pill thing. Nah, it didn't work. Drank all the pills that I had. Didn't work. I, maybe Panado's just sugar pills. I don't know. <laughs> I joke. So I was like, I'm going to do it. There was, there was a tree where you still live. I was like, yeah. As soon as it's nightfall, I'll be drunk. And I'm going to tie myself on the tree, climb on the chair that I had on my back, kick it, and I'll be done. I will no longer have to face the life that I was, I was living. 
No more pain, no more disappointment, no more failing others, no more hurting others. <sighs> no more painful life. I was going to be brave and I was going to do it. Because the voices in my head were saying, do it. Life has no value, it's not worth living. Do it. <laughs> and as I was walking, I walked past the spa. And that's where I was supposed to buy the liquor. And then as I crossed the road, with a chair on my back, mind you, and I got there. As I was crossing the road, I was about to, rather, my telephone rang and gave me anxiety. It gave me anxiety because at the time, when a phone often rings, I wasn't getting good news. Either creditors demanding money, family asking for money, or that ex that person that I spoke of earlier asking for money. No one called to check up on how I was doing. And I was often too afraid to call anyone because the feeling of your calls not being answered hurt and that is not a feeling that I wanted to repeat. But I did it still. <laughs> so anxiety struck and I felt this phone vibrating in my pocket and I'm saying might as well listen to this person they might be the very last person that I'm going to be speaking to so let me listen let me listen to what this person has um, to say to me and then I listened I picked up the phone and went Hello. And on the other side was the mother of my kids. Marori. She called to ask how I was. <laughs> I said, I'm fine, thanks, and how are you? She said, no. I'm being serious. How are you? And I built up the courage to tell her how I was, to explain to her, delineated everything, put it into detail to say, this is what I'm going through, blah, 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 this is what, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it, I'm tired, I don't have the strength anymore, I haven't lived an impactful life, I know there's something that I need to do, though not popular, but it's something that needs to be done, and after I have done this thing, people are going to be at peace. That's how I felt at the time. <laughs> it, it it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy speaking. But she listened. She listened. So basically she saved my life. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a bargaining chip. I wasn't looking for anyone to trade places with. I wasn't looking for someone to do something for me. Um... In that space, I wasn't looking for a trade-off. Just, I was looking to end my life. And this time, I, I promise, I, I, I wasn't going to fail like I failed the previous time. I knew this time was going to be successful because the rope wouldn't, 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 wouldn't snap off. It's a ski rope. Strong. It was very strong. I made sure of that. But I ended up never using 
until this podcast is released, people never knew. Never knew what the rope was for. (laughs) And it sat there because I I always had triggers. And I said, I don't want to be out of options. I didn't want a messy death. I didn't want to shoot myself or anything like that. I didn't want to poison myself or anything like that because it might just do damage but not kill me. It hurt. I wanted something which is not going to take a while, too long. Maybe break the neck if there's a need. I had a plan. You know, when you're using intelligence for self-harm, too many things happen. How did I get here? (laughs) Bless me. Our attention spans. Why do we tweet that? Why do we say bless me after sneezing? Does anyone know? I I digress. So, (laughs) our attention spans. Our attention spans have been shortened. And with them, with our way, our concerns. The humanity we once had is slowly withering away. Whether it be because of what we're exposed to, we're seeing more evil generally going around in the world, I don't know. Whether we want things for the shock value. Have I noticed how the most popular things in this world seem to speak to our, our sinful nature? Hmm? Things that get the most attention. Violence. Our our attention for watching action movies. Glittany. You know those mukbang videos. I'm actually going to be doing a, a just a, a lighter episode on those. I want to speak about the mukbang culture, ASMR as they call it, where people are literally watching people eat tons, yo, huge amounts of food. And it's something which is blowing up. Obviously, porn. The Instagram lifestyle. Jealousy. Envy. Hey? Shock value. Entertainment news. Gossip. Podcast and chill. Which is, which is loved for the shock value. Spilling the tea, people will call it. It's gossip, man. There are just things within us which aren't the best values to have, but those are the ones that we are cultivating and bringing up much more. Morphing us into things, I'm saying things and not people, but things which don't actually care. Things which are quite selfish, to be honest. Self-serving most of the time. That's what we've turned into. And how did we get here? I don't know. We are not considerate of the stranger. It's not who we are. Not much less a family member. And then it becomes us who will once again be able to to say things like 
oh, but he was fine and he didn't, he didn't say anything. But people speak out when we just don't listen. We view statuses just for our entertainment. Because for some reason we believe that social media is a game. That's why people call it Uglali Facebook. No. That's not what it is. It's not a game. These are people's lives. And social media has made things so impersonal. Where we can't relate on a personal level. Where we don't feel. Feelings are, are not able to be transferred. What we read most of the time isn't what the person is putting across because we are reading in our voice. We are reading with our understanding and emotions at the time. Grammatical use is misguided because it has morphed. Grammar can no longer capture what a person is saying because we haven't learned it to that degree. So we read passively. Social media has taken away our ability to emote with others. The empathy is taken away with it. That's why I'm, I know it's important for me to be on social media for the podcast because I need things that I'm going to be speaking of, speaking about. But it's a space that I'm protecting myself heavily from because I realize the amount of triggers it has. We don't have enough time to give the strangers, let alone ourselves, <laughs> much less others, even those we closed, we, we choose to value. This episode, I intended it to be this way. Thank you for listening. Oh, and I'm perfectly fine, eh? <laughs> no, on the real, I am, I am okay. I needed to put this out here because the masses isn't about, isn't only about who I am. I am part of the masses. <sighs> but I need you to understand that it gets better. Someone close to me went through a bad week. Wherever you are, I wish you God's blessing. So this week, I'm going to challenge you. As a listener of, the, of this podcast, I'm going to challenge you to do something different. I want you to choose three people that you haven't spoken with in a while. People that you value as friends, but haven't really made an effort for them. Call them, just to ask them how they're doing. That's it. Don't entertain this thing of, hey, people are trying to check. Nah, 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 nah. You're not trying to check on the progress of people's life. Just ask them how they're doing. That's it. That's all you need to do. That's all I'm challenging you to do. Do it add value to someone's life let's put ourselves 
in the back seat for a moment. And I'm saying call them. I'm not saying WhatsApp them or, or SMS them. Call them. Use those God-given human interactions. We are given these gifts for a reason. Use them. The world is a shallow place. <laughs> Let's rise above that. Hey! <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kaleem. I appreciate the love and I appreciate the effort. This is the Mass Event Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Hey!